hello there and welcome back to the Kick-Ass Sports Podcast. I've got a really interesting interview for you today and I'm so excited to share it with you. It's with a guy named Ollie Reynolds. Ollie Reynolds is from Birmingham. You know, I love my brummies, um, being one myself. And he runs two gyms called the Fit Body Bootcamp. If you're on Facebook, you've probably seen his advertisement um, on Facebook coming up quite a lot. And um, he runs a digital marketing agency, which is why he's quite savvy with his marketing. Ali, in this interview, dropped some serious knowledge on me. I said to Ali before we started that the interview was probably going to take about 15 minutes. Ali laughed at me. He said, Paula, this interview is not going to last for 15 minutes. <laughs> and the interview actually lasts for 50 minutes. But you know what? Bear with it because there's so much useful information in this podcast. And although Ali works in the fitness industry and fitness professionals, the information that he shares can help you as an entrepreneur. We talk about his mindset, his background. You know, Ali mentioned things about the fact that he dropped out of school, didn't finish his GCSEs. He talks about his family and how that motivates. He talks about his giving habits, his habits for success. There's just so much information that's shared that I don't want to give away too much too soon, but there's lots of helpful information especially if you need that sort of, if you want some inspiration in your life, if you want to to hear some nuggets that can help you get some new strategies to implement within your business, listen to this podcast with Oli because, wow, there was times in the interview where I was was just blown away myself and I was just actually like, wow, I need to make some changes in my business. (laughs) The information that he shared, honestly, is amazing. So I really appreciate how open he was, how sharing he was, you know, he didn't hold back. So enjoy the interview and um, I hope you get a lot out of it. Hi, Ollie, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I am excellent. Just getting over a bit of a cold, um, but I'm. I think I'm back to my. I'm ninety percent back to normal. Good, you're back on it. Yeah, I'm back on it. I'm back in the gym, which I you know is is your um, department. Yep. <laughs> so I just come back from a grit class this morning, oh. and it nearly killed me. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> yeah, they are, and I actually felt better actually after going, so that was quite cool. Yeah, once you get all those endorphins slowing, you you feel a lot better. That's good. Honestly, yeah, it definitely worked for me. So I'm really excited about our conversation today. Cool. I hope you're going to share lots of juicy information. Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, okay. So just to start off, Ali, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? You know who you are, what you do, what kind of things that you're into. Yeah, so um, I basically run two gyms. Um, they are not your typical gym. They are what we call a uh, an indoor boot camp. So uh, it's basically like a, a health club version of an outdoor boot camp. That's the easiest way of putting it. And we focus mm. we focus mainly on high intensity interval training um, and focus on something called the afterburn, which is basically when our clients work out with us, uh, they burn more calories during the workout and after the workout because they're um, using so many muscles and so much high intensity that they're always going to be burning calories uh, 24 hours after the workout. That's amazing. Yeah, it works pretty well. Excellent. Brilliant. So how did you get into that industry? Uh, I got into that industry um, via, uh, well, when I was probably 15, I started working out. after, as all guys do, after a breakup with a girl, um, <laughs> I went to the gym and um, I kind of just fell in love with it. It was it was basically my hobby mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed it and it was my uh, kind of escapism at the time and um, I turned that into, it was turned into a passion and then obviously at the time it was all GCSEs coming up and stuff like that and people were talking about what do you want to do and my, my best friend, he turned around and said, oh, I want to be a personal trainer. I was like, what's a personal trainer? And um, I researched and I thought, yeah, I'll do that. And uh, that's basically how it started. Um, Mm -hmm. But then going into more entrepreneurship was a different story. Cool. So um, so what what was the route once you left school? 
Uh, well, I actually didn't finish school, so I hate to say it, but I dropped out of school. Uh, I didn't even finish. Um, I, I went to some GCSE classes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, uh, and then I went to college, dropped out of college as well, because they told me the course that I would be on would be beneficial to me, and it wasn't. So right. I went and got a, a full-time job at a call center, um, and I, I said to myself, I'm going to work there for one month which will give me the money, obviously I didn't tell them this, uh, which will give me the money in order to go and get the certificate that I need to go and work in a gym. So at that time, it was like, I'll do what it takes to go and put me in the position I need to be in. And I didn't want to spend three years at college getting a, the, the equivalent of a level two when I knew I could go and do it in six weeks. All I needed yes. was the money. So um, I, didn't come, I, I wasn't brought up in a background where my parents could give me anything or anything. I had to literally go and earn everything. So... Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those where I went and got a job for a month. Uh, I actually, I think I stuck it out for about two months because I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people. didn't enjoy the job, I enjoyed the people. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I did the certificate and then I got my level two. Then worked in my uh, my first gym at the age of uh, 16, which is actually illegal. It's not anymore. It wasn't. <laughs> you have to be 18 to be a personal trainer. So did you start off as a personal trainer? I started off as a personal trainer straight away at 16. I, I, I built up a really big client base as well at, the, at that age. Um, I had 12 clients, which is which is massive for, for somebody at that age. Um, I mean, if a 16-year-old approached me and asked, like, what my goals were, I would, I would laugh because they would have no idea. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm, I, I don't know how I did it even now. Um, I don't know how I did it, but... Um, it was. It started coming around like the gym system is you pay, you you have to pay a rent, so mm-hmm. the rent structure was like five hundred pounds a month, and for a sixteen year old, obviously, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And from these clients, I was probably making about six hundred pounds, maybe seven hundred pounds. So right. I couldn't live. Basically, I couldn't live on 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 that. And basically, I realised that I needed to go take a step back, become a gym instructor. So I found a couple of gyms that would 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 hire me. And I was basically doing gym hours for 40 hours and getting a normal salary. And I did that for a good few years um, and just build up my experience there. Um, and then uh, I got tired of working for people. Um, it, it just started to become the same old thing, and especially with the gym in- industry. The pay is horrendous. It's really, really bad. You can barely you barely get by in the industry. So um, my goal was then to um, create, create gyms where... Uh, more, most importantly, I look after my staff, and my staff are paid very well, um, and we give results. So that that was basically, cutting a long story very short, uh, that was basically <laughs> how, how I come about into entrepreneurship. Brilliant. So ha- tell me about the moment when you actually got started in your first business. My first ever business, I was, um, but I didn't realize it was a business. I was at school, and I found really illegal because um, really dodgy. <laughs> I was selling um, I was selling sweets and stuff like that. So I'd go to the shop, I'd buy a bunch of sweets, and then I'd resell them. Um, and that, that was I, obviously I didn't know. My dad said to me about, "Oh, you do know that's more like a business thing." I, I didn't even remember at the time. Um, but when when I got into more serious business and and actual business, rather than just owning a business and working in it, actually running a business. Um, was, it's going to be when I opened my first boot camp. That was uh, one of those times where um, I just did it and I didn't think mm-hmm. about it. I just went and did it. And I think that was probably the best thing because if you think about it too much, I probably never would have done it. Uh, and if I knew what was to come, I probably looking back at it with my experience at the time and my age, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but I'm glad I did. I absolutely love what I do. Excellent. That's brilliant. And how long have you been in business? Uh, I've been in business now. Um, if I'm including the my first personal trainer job, it'll be eight years. But um, with this company, that with the gyms that I have, it will be I run this four and a half years now. And then obviously with my other online digital marketing uh, business, that's just under a year. Brilliant. So tell me a little bit about the digital marketing business. Yeah. So. Um, Basically, over the last four years, I've been able to build a massive client base. We've got, we train nearly over 500 people every single month across two locations in Birmingham, at Hales Owen and, and our Snow Hill locations. Um, and I've basically built a reputation as a fitness professional um, who knows how to get clients very, very easy. Um, and lots of people were asking me how it's done. And there are so many gurus, as you know, there's gurus out there 
that you you join masterminds and you pay mm-hmm. fees and stuff like that. And basically, that they teach you how to do that. And that's how I learned my craft. That's how I learned how to get clients. But the problem that I have with it, it it's all the same. And the problem that most business people don't do enough of is delegate. So I know that I'm very good at marketing, on on digital marketing. So I thought, well, I'll be a little bit different and I will create a digital marketing agency where I will help personal trainers or fitness professionals or just fitness business owners um, how to get clients online. Um, And it's not where I teach them, it's I actually do it for them. So I learn about their business, um, see if I can actually help them first, because I can't help everyone. Um, and then I'll go away, we'll put a plan together, make sure they're happy with it, and I'll make sure that I'm happy with it. And then I'll start marketing it, majority on Facebook or Instagram or Google Ads, um, and I'll I'll get them clients. That's actually quite amazing, because um, I, I used to run a marketing company, and um, what I found was that, we tell people, this is what you need to do. We give them a plan, yeah. and they'd never would implement the plan. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, being the cool thing is being in the fitness industry, it's like, as you know, you know, right now you're going to the gym and you're doing all this cool stuff. Um, and with, with my clients, it's like we have like a, a really high success rate because we've got, got everything pretty much done for them. All they need to do is turn up, work out and eat the foods that we say and it's pretty much done for you but we can't what's that saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink it Mm -hmm. but with this marketing that i've set up is that we actually do (laughs) it's one of those things where my goal is to make sure that trainers or fitness business owners or even just business owners in general whoever it might be is that i truly believe with digital marketing it can be delegated and it can be gone to the point where it's done for them and they don't have to lift a finger. Yes, they're going to have to answer the phone and do, do a couple of sales. Yes, they're going to have mm-hmm. to learn the, the craft of, of talking a little bit more of, of a sale. But they should do that if they're passionate about their own business and that should be quite easy. And if they're willing to learn, then brilliant. And it's just If they can do it themselves in the future, then brilliant. I, I never want to keep a client more than six months. They should learn the craft themselves and then go and do it. Um, mm-hmm. But the first six months... I love doing business, uh, doing doing their marketing for them. Excellent. So I can imagine that you've probably changed, turned around a lot of uh, maybe struggling businesses. Yeah, uh, one of, he's a really really good friend of mine now. There's a there's a lad in um, Sutton Coal. It's actually in Aldridge, um, but we call it Sutton Coalfield. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, uh, he we met on a mastermind about three years ago, um, and. You know, we were talking and, and stuff like that, and then we, we were friends. We were talking a little bit, and we we're actually going to go into business, and we we decided not to. And he opened up his location, which was great for him. Um, and basically, he, he really started struggling. Within the first month, he was struggling to to get past. I think it was about twelve clients. Um, mm-hmm. And with the type of gym that he owns, similar to mine, it's very high volume. Um, not as high volume as a normal gym, but still high volume amount of people that you need to get through the door. He was struggling, and what we did was we've turned it around, and he's, I hope he doesn't mind me saying it, he's just about to hit six figures. Um, wow. So uh, I believe it will be March that he'll do that. So That's amazing. Uh, he's on pace for six figures, so I'm pretty happy with that. Wow. Do you take a commission? <laughs> I don't take that. The thing. I don't take a commission because, um, like, one day he's not always going to be with me, and mm-hmm. I, I, I he pays me a monthly fee. He pays me a retainer, so to speak, and he receives right. my services. He, we get on the phone every single week. Um, I help him with any struggles that you have. But most importantly, he'll say, Ollie, I need an influx of clients. And I'll say, how many can you fit? And he'll say, 20. And I'll say, okay, let's run this promotion um, at this price. And that's it. And then he'll convert, let's say he gets 20 clients through the door from my marketing. If he converts 10 of those onto a monthly program, He's just increased his monthly income every single month. Brilliant. So, so, so what sort of marketing would you use to get that kind of results? To be honest, the, the two main marketing structures at the moment that are just really great for ROI is going to be Facebook marketing and Instagram marketing. So Facebook and Instagram are pretty much like embedded now and, and you know, one owns the other. But the, the main thing is, is that it's Facebook 
um, is just dominating every single marketing piece that you can possibly do. I, I mean, with my done for you marketing, I purely and simply just use Facebook ads, uh, and we're getting around about four to five prospects a day um, on the phone to join in our on it for my marketing agency business. So, Facebook marketing is is by far the best so far. Excellent. And so what sort of strategies would you use? You um, Is it like an ad and they go through to a web page and they sign up and get into a sales funnel or is it straight to an offer? It depends on what you're doing. So um, if we were talking about just literally play, like just straight out getting a client, then it would be mm-hmm. um, you've got to have like contingencies. A lot of people don't buy straight away and, and, and the more – Facebook advertising is out there, the more, the more this will happen. People are less likely to buy right away, especially mm-hmm. on a fitness product or even on a business product. Or if it's a, a really low barrier thing, then you're going to stand a better chance. So um, if we were looking at like, I'll talk about the fitness industry. If we were talking about like a 21-day program and we sold that for under £50 or even under £30, it's more likely going to be purchased right away. So what would happen is, um, they would see a, a, what we call a link ad, which is set up in uh, Power Editor, um, and then they would go through to the next page, which will be just a basic opt-in page. It would tell them a little bit of information about what they're doing. Not too much, because we want to create uh, curiosity and, and make people want to know more. And then they would enter some information. So put, like, preferably a phone number, an email address, and their name. And mm-hmm. get some emails on the back end of that, just like basically trying to push them for the sale. Um, and then that's it. It's, that's pretty much it. And then it's basically up to the trainer, the guy that have, who runs the location, or um, my um, admin does this. She basically calls and follows up with them and just sees if they, if they want to continue on. Uh, and if they do, then fantastic. They come down to boot camp for their orientation, and then they're ready to go. Excellent. We set up that whole thing for people, so it is quite a lengthy thing, and it's very frustrating for people to set up. So that's why we've set that up for them. Excellent. Brilliant. And um, you mentioned also Instagram marketing, and I see that Instagram is a massive area for fitness professionals. So do you mean that is using the advertising or just with marketing on Instagram in general? Um, Yeah, it's for me, Instagram marketing is great because there's so many fitness professionals on there. So for my digital marketing um, business, I know where my, my, my niche is and it's on Instagram. So I can advertise on there and we'll get great results. Mm-hmm. Um, for fit, fitness professionals or, or whatever it might be, I think anything business orientated, Instagram is a great place to market. So how you market to them is exactly the same how you would set up a normal advert on Facebook. It's you go into the back end um, of, of, of uh, Facebook, so go into Power Editor and you set up the set up the advert by there. Um, but obviously, oh, okay. but obviously content is king as well. It's basically something called mm-hmm. sponsored ads. So you're able to get on in, in front of people on Instagram. And, and that's quite a new thing, isn't it, with Instagram? It's very fresh. I believe it's like probably six months old. So it's, it's really... Yeah, I think it started last September or something. Yeah, it's, it, but it's, uh, um, we're seeing good results. I mean, um, it, it's cheaper. Facebook has become so expensive. Uh, I mean, I don't consider it expensive as long as you're making money, but some people will consider it expensive. Um where Instagram is a lot cheaper. So if you were just to run Instagram ads on its own to your demographic that you are trying to get to, um, then then it's going to be cheaper than Facebook. But you're not going to see as many people um, on Instagram as there are on Facebook. So there's a reason why Facebook is more expensive. Mm, that's interesting. And on with Instagram, because I know Instagram's quite funny with the links, aren't they? So are you able to use clickable links in your ads? Yeah, you can put clickable links in your ads. You can, or you can just do content building. So you can mm-hmm. just create like really good, valuable content. Get them to follow you. Once they're following you, obviously link in the bio kind of thing. So um, it, there's loads of different like ways that you can do it. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'll be able to do a talk with you guys and show you one day how it's done. Definitely, yes, we definitely need to do that. Brilliant. So, um, back to back to my original question. <laughs> I went off track then because um, that was so interesting. So, thank you for sharing all of that. So, can you tell me about a biggest challenge that you've had to come up, overcome within your business or business life? In business life, I would say the, the it's not there's two. I think there's there's the first one is taxes. <laughs> um, oh. 
<laughs> especially VAT, it's an absolute horrendous thing getting around and, you know, um, having an accountant is the first and foremost, like you must do. Um, it, it, literally, that has been the biggest, biggest problem for us. Um, it's been the biggest struggle. We're still learning with it. Um, it's, I know it's probably not one of the most uh, motivating things to say, um, but it's it's a great sign because obviously you're making a lot of money. Yes. Um, but I think the the the, pro- the problem with um, with challenges is that we all have to, as entrepreneurs, we have different different phases. And I think the first challenge for most people is normally just getting clients. And once you get over that challenge, the next challenge comes up. And so I couldn't really think of one, like I can't think of one big one right now. Because entrepreneurs, we have to learn to evolve. We have to evolve constantly. We, one day it will be that you're struggling to get clients. The next day it will be struggling to um, upsell those clients. The next day it will be taxes. The next day it will be staffing. The next time it will be growth. So right now for me, um, the biggest challenge is going to be like working out the numbers, going through the taxes, making sure that things still remain profitable. Um, but yeah. It will be the taxi situation. That's it's a massive thing. But I guess it's like um, that song. I don't know if you know. We well, probably do. Um, who sang it? Puff Daddy and Mace probably. More, more money, more problems. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, and that's, that's, that's that's basically the entrepreneurial lifestyle. I think. I mean, I, I embrace it. I love. I love challenges every single day. Like, if you are not facing challenges, if you're not facing staffing issues, if you're not, um, if you're not having to spend money here, there, and everywhere, and if you're not having to do all these things, I don't, and you get stressed out and you don't like doing that, entrepreneurship is not for you because I think the biggest challenge, you know what, I'm changing my answer. Okay, <laughs> uh, I, okay. I think the biggest challenge is just being an entrepreneur. You're, you're, <laughs> you're living a very, very uncomfortable lifestyle for a good three, four, five, ten years, depending on the business, in order to get to somewhere that most people will never dream of. And I think so that's true. the biggest challenge by far. You have to evolve. I have to evolve every single day. I have to accept that I'm not right every single day, even though I'm like, oh, no, I'm right. I know the answers. I, I don't know the answers because everything evolves every day. I used to struggle to get clients. Now I don't. But I used to struggle with my, my, with my staff and with my, with my five employees. Now I don't. Um, I, I enjoy working with my employees, and, I, and I, hopefully they enjoy working with me. And it's one of those things where – like every day is a challenge and I, I literally love it. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm, I'm finding that out even now that I, I can't wait to open 10, 15, 20 boot camps and I can't wait to own five, 10 different businesses um, because I'm addicted to the challenges that they all give me. Excellent. That's amazing. So what advice would you give to entrepreneurs who, who are struggling with, with challenges that come up within their business? Um, You've got to look at, you've literally got to look at the lifeblood of the business and any business is going to be sales. So my single piece of advice is that, uh, this sounds very snobbish, um, <laughs> but the more money you make, the the easier it is to overcome a lot of the problems within a business. And the easiest mm. way to break that down and make it really simple is if you make one sale a day on your product or on your, whatever your average product is or service is, one sale a day every single day for the rest of your entrepreneurial life, you'll be okay. Because that's the first thing. Like, But then you've got the marketing, so you've got to get the marketing challenge out of the way. So learn how to market or just get someone to do it for you. The second thing is make a sale a day. Uh, you can't get someone to do that for you unless you have staff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I do. On average, we do anything from um, uh, one to 10 sales a day, depending on the day, depending on the promotion. So I know every single day my business is growing, every single day. And as long as that's happening, it doesn't matter what challenges come around because my business is growing and it's not dying. So the single piece of advice I would give to any entrepreneur is make one sale a day. That's it. I love that because I think the, I think what the problem is with a lot of um, entrepreneurs is that they look at the top of the mountain and think god how am i going to get up to that top of the mountain yeah. where they should break it down into smaller chunks like just getting that one sale a day rather than thinking about how am i going to get these 50 clients yep. well get the one client and then get the next client yep. and keep moving forward and putting one foot in, in front of the other yeah it's, it's-
like with our with our digital marketing agency that it's like within the fitness profession there is quite a few companies out there that charge half what we charge and have got a bigger client base than us and have been in the industry longer than us um but i i look at it as a, as a as a nice challenge and i set my personal goals and i think do you know what i think the other thing people need to look at is don't compare like there's going to be people probably listening to this podcast and say well he's got this and he's done that it's like no i i still look at i still look at companies I still look at gym owners and I still think, oh, if only that was the case. And like, that's totally normal. That's entrepreneurship. You, you're going to get jealous. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to see things and want them. That's that's why you're an entrepreneur. What they've got to do is break it into smaller chunks. We definitely exactly what you've just said. Um, and I think when they do that, it takes any overwhelm out of the situation. When we're overwhelmed, we just don't take any action. Um, mm-hmm. Break it down one sale a day. If you want to go for two sales a day, if you've got the time, if your business is your full-time job, aim for more. But if you can do one sale a day, 365 days a year, even on Christmas, we make sales on Christmas Day. Like, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> like We get people um, buying every day with our products in our, in, in our, in our, in our industry, and, and I will have in my other industry. Um, That's crazy. Who's buying on Christmas Day? Honestly, honestly <laughs> my, my admin is actually my sister. She works for me. She had a little girl. Uh, a couple of years ago, and I said, "Look, Vicky, I want you to have, um, I want you to spend more time with Felicity. I want you to have, uh, I want you to basically just be around her more." So I said, "Come work for me. You can work from home." And she is, she absolutely with sales, she's awesome. But she, I tell her on Christmas Day, you know, uh, turn the phone off because we know it's going to go crazy. We just get people, get people emailing us, calling us. Um, wow. they, they want to do our programs. Wow, that, that's amazing. It's probably like, I've had too much turkey. I need to sort <laughs> my life out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So what I want to talk about a little bit now is a bit about your, your yourself outside of work. Okay. Um, but I know it's going to be a little bit um, to do with lifestyle. So what what does how, how do you start your day? Coffee. <laughs> um, do you know what? It's, every day is different. I, I normally wake up probably around about five five thirty, mm-hmm. um, and then I typically go to work. I know that sounds bad. I will try and do a bit of meditation. Um, if it depending on how I'm feeling, I, I suffer with anxiety um, and panic attacks, which is is a bit random. Uh, mm-hmm. It's especially with how outgoing I sound. But in all honesty, it's it's one of those things that I've just had to live with the last uh, mm-hmm. last two years. Again, it's just one of those things of being an entrepreneur. Um, so if I've had a, a bit of a rough day with anxiety the day before, then I'll probably try and do a me- bit of meditation. Um, and then that's it, to be honest. It, it, it's literally, um, I could be more organized to the point where uh, I have more structure and more balance in my life, but literally it's straight to work for me. Uh, okay, wow. It's not that I'm, you know, it's not that I'm, I've got clients to train. It's just that I've, I've got my goals in my head and mm-hmm. it's literally just straight to work. So coffee and out. Yeah, I, I'm happiest when I'm sitting in Starbucks with my laptop and nobody's interrupting me and I have my headphones in and I'm getting, as as I say, can I swear? Yeah, go for it. As I say, getting shit done. So as long as I'm, <laughs> as long as I'm shit, like literally sitting there and I'm getting shit done, I'm genuinely happy. Oh, that's brilliant. Excellent. And so, so what keeps you motivated getting up at five o'clock every day? What, what is, what's your why? sleep no i'm just kidding um <laughs> uh, i'll be honest with you there's two things the first thing is i never ever felt the entrepreneurial spirit until i met my girlfriend um okay. and it, it's honestly it's it's like i was possessed that's the only way i can i can put it um me and me and tony my girlfriend we met seven seven and a half years ago and uh we we knew each other a little bit before that she was actually uh she used to train at the gym that i worked at in burton upon trent um, so we've known each other for about nine years, and um, for some reason, when we started dating and going out, something just changed in me. I don't know what it was. I just, uh, I think there's a, I think there's a book. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's, I know Napoleon Hill wrote it, um, and it's, I can't think what the book is, but it's Think and Grow Rich. Yes, yeah, Think and Grow Rich, and basically it talks about the power of love and what it can do, and how mm. how so many powerful entrepreneurs found out that they 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 had the entrepreneurial um, ship in them once they fell in love and I think that's all that, oh, that's what happened with me I think I genuinely think that and um, so one of my biggest reasons why is is that and uh, I, I never want um, 
you know, I want to be able to do everything I can in my power for my family. Um, So when I was younger, my mom and dad lost their house um, and it basically led to a a not very good childhood. I mean, I I had a great childhood. My mom and dad are great. Um, They unfortunately separated due to the stresses and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And it was, um, I'm lucky that I've, I've turned out the way I am, let's put it that way. And my biggest goal is to buy my mom a house, uh, which will probably happen this year around about June or July. That's the target. So oh, wow. that's just stuff like that. Like hiring my sister is, I don't want her to like, I want her obviously to work and earn a living. Um, and I want, you know, my niece to, to be comfortable. I want her to have a warm family and a, a house. So my biggest why is, is to do with, with, with all my loved ones. If, if, if you're in my circle, I'll look after you, basically. That's, that's, oh, I love that. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's my wife. And I, I love the I love the way that you've um you know you've had your circumstances. You didn't finish school. You you couldn't. You didn't want to continue with your college, but you made a choice. Yeah. And you, where some people could make that choice, say right, okay, I'm going to live on the dole now. I haven't got any qualifications and yeah. blah blah blah. You made the choice to like right that route's not for me, but this is what I'm going to do and. And I love that. That's just, that's amazing. And I, w- I wouldn't have done it without any any of the, the people that I'm giving back to. That's the thing. Like, I remember my first personal training studio, my sister lent me the money um, on a credit card. And she didn't, she didn't wow. have to do that. And, you know, I'll always remember that. And that's the, the moment that I can say, right, here's a pay rise. I'll give her a pay rise. If I, or if, like, every year, her, her bonus um, for doing so well is we pay for a holiday for her. But all this only happens because she helped me. Like, if she hadn't believed in me or helped me or wanted me to succeed, none of this would have happened. And it's the same with, you know, with my mom or even or even Tony. Like, they could have turned around and said, you're a bum, you, why are you leaving school and all these kind of things? But they didn't, no matter what, they did support me. But um, but then, obviously, I had to have some get up and go. I had to have, um, you know, some want in it as well. Um, Definitely. A lot, it, a lot of it is down to those guys. Excellent. It's amazing. So you've obviously got quite a busy life. Yeah. <laughs> so how <laughs> so how do you manage your time? Good question. The easiest way is to say this is that I always have to have something that's going to wake me up. So if I know that mm-hmm. I'm going to get up, and then I'll be productive. So getting up in the morning is the most important thing for me. So once we get up about around about five five thirty, it can be sometimes six, and we're in the coffee shop and we're getting stuff done. That is the start. Then I'll probably be dragged off around about ten or eleven. There's going to be phone calls and there's going to be questions um, from my staff. And that's where, you know, that's where at this part, that's where when I was talking about personal trainers evolving, I'm at that stage now where we're still implementing systems within the business where mm-hmm. I, where my time isn't required to do much, um, much stuff. And I, I love spending time with my trainers um, and, and my employees. So I actually don't mind it. So basically, I know... Like my time management is I, I run a booking calendar on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. Once my time is booked out, um, so for instance, like today, it's been booked out for two hours to, to spend time with you. Um, then I'll move on to the next appointment or next strategy call or next meeting, wherever it might be. So basically, it's just I literally use Google Calendar. That's it. Oh, Google Calendar is brilliant. Yeah. I've, but this is the thing. I've only just started. I'm, I'm not kidding you now. I've only just started doing it the last... Uh, since not last Monday, the Monday before. No way! Yeah, oh wow! Literally, like I've been, I'm being pulled in so many directions now that if my, like, I have to now book. I'm being forced to book because my girlfriend keeps telling me off. I, I have to book my social life because I don't have one. Mm-hmm. I have to book my work life. Um, I have to book every individual appointments. I have to book my time to the point of where you know we can have all these meetings, but then we can come away with lots to do from them. So mm-hmm. there's no point having meetings and no time to go and get the things done that you've, you've talked about. So then I have to book that in as well. And then the work from my other job, from my other business, my digital marketing needs to be done and stuff like that. So um, it is literally very hectic. I'll probably get about half a day off a week. Wow, gosh. <laughs> i tell you what I use to um, help manage my time. I use this program, and um, I'm not affiliated to this company, but it's called Time Doctor. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, and no. it's, it's basically a, um, a tracker system where you, you can pull it on your phone and you can have it on your laptop or on your Mac or whatever you've got. Yeah. And um, you, you put in the tasks that you've got to do 
each day and and you press go and it, and it tracks your timing. Oh, that's addictive, man. That's it's amazing. And um, when you say if you go onto Facebook, it says, are you working on your marketing? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And it, it sends you a report every week of poor time usage, tells you how long you've worked on certain things. Because I realised at some point that I needed to spend at least seven and a half hours a week on marketing. Yep. And and when I started tracking it, I, I was I think I was clocking up two hours. I was like, no, that's not acceptable. Yep. So I started use I use the program more and more, and it's really good. The, and there's a free version, and, and even the paid version is only about two pounds a month. It's um, really cheap. Oh, I'm, oh, that's you know, that's on my to do list. Honestly, it's, it's amazing, and it and it connects with a lot of um, other programs as well. So um, depends how techy you want to get, but you can um, use it and you can sync it up with loads of different things. So yeah, Time Doctor, I highly recommend it. Cool. Right, so uh, so you've had great success for yourself using Facebook marketing as well as for your clients. Yep. How important would you say digital marketing is in today's world? I think it's everything. I think you, you've only got to look at... Um, you've only look, you, what, what did we buy the other day? I can't remember. I brought something. And there was... No, that was it. Uh, Tony went to Primark and um, she put the bag down. And I was like, what's this? And there's literally, there's the Twitter logo, the Instagram logo, the Facebook logo. And I'm like, like it is everywhere. And if the bigger companies are doing it, the small, small businesses have to do it as well. And, mm-hmm. But here's the big thing. Small businesses will benefit more from social media and digital marketing than big companies. Because we have the power to be, like, be sociable with people. Um, so digital marketing is huge. It's... Everyone is carrying their phone around with them. Everyone has an iPad with them. Um, everybody, it's, we live in a digital world, so you must be doing digital marketing. Mm, yeah, that's so interesting. Um, I, I do think sometimes that it's made um, it a little bit harder for businesses. Yeah, I think, and I, yeah, I, I agree. Because years ago, my first, my very first business, when I was 24, I had a cleaning company, yep. and it was amazing. All I used to do... I'd advertise with the Yellow Pages. I paid them about £800 for a quarter page ad. And my phone rang all year with bookings. Mm -hmm. That's all I had to do. Sometimes we'd do some leaflets if things got a bit quiet. But that was it. So now now what I would say to you is is that everything just evolved. So, for instance, years and years ago, it used to be the paper, right? Like literally 50 (laughs) years ago. That was everybody brought a paper. Everybody had a paper in their hand. Then it went to Yellow Pages, as you said. Everybody had the Yellow Pages. Everybody needed something that would go onto the Yellow Pages. Now, it, I mean, and then it went to Google. So when people mm. wanted something, they'll go to Google and they'll Google things. And that's why Google Ads was so popular. But then now, people even, you've probably seen it scrolling through newsfeed. People will ask the question. Rather than typing it into Google, people will ask the question on Facebook. Like people think their answer is on Facebook. And it, it is to a degree, mm. because there is so many people are connected. So all it is now, as you said, it's literally gone from paper to digital, and now it's on Facebook, and it is harder. But when you know how to do it, or when you know someone that can do it for you, it's not hard. And I have this saying in, in business, and this will probably be the big thing that I live by, and I think some of the best, um, like the biggest CEOs and biggest business people believe in this. Hire people who are better than you Mm. it's as simple as that so if you if you don't know how to get clients via digital marketing hire, you either have to put the time into and, and the effort and the and the the time to learn digital marketing or cut the corner and get someone to do it for you yes you're right you're right that makes sense because you can't I guess you, you can't you're not going to be the jack of all trades you can't be a jack of all trades there's, that's the, there's a reason why I'm a digital marketer not a general marketer if I was a general marketer, I'd be t- telling people how to get clients um, using... Well, there's tons of ways of getting clients outside of digital marketing, but I like digital marketing. It's what I'm good at. Like, you have to pick that one thing. Like, target your niche and know know who you're serving and how you're serving them uh, and, and just pick that one. But that's a different story altogether. <laughs> exactly. So would you, would you say traditional marketing's dead? Traditional as in the offline stuff? Yeah. No, I don't. I think... I, I think if if you had if you had no money, like I've always said to people, if I had nothing tomorrow, if um, something happened and I had to close my gyms and digital marketing agency and all that kind of stuff, I would walk into a gym, and I mean I did this for my first gym opening, 
I went out and spoke to 20 people a day that I didn't even know. I didn't even wow. know them. So I was walking around Birmingham uh, with a pen and paper. And again, it's not allowed because you have to have a permit from the council. And I was literally going up to people. There's probably some people that I've spoken to on this podcast and they didn't even realize it was me. And I literally <laughs> went up to them and said, oh, what's your name? And they were, they were like, oh, my name's Mrs. Jones. Hi, Mrs. Jones. My name's Ollie. Um, so just wondering, do you, do you go to a gym? And they would like be like, yeah or no. And I was like, okay, so what are your goals? What are you looking to achieve? Oh, I'm looking to lose about two stone. Okay, cool. So you're looking to lose two stone. And basically, that's traditional marketing, just simply going out there and speaking to prospects. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Everybody's a su- suspect of, of your product. Everybody wants to be part of your product. But you've just got to find out which one of those suspects are prospects. Then your job is to get them from a prospect to a client. And that middle bit is the hardest bit. And what people forget is they sit behind a laptop. And this is, you know, this is a digital marketing agency owner saying this. People sit behind a laptop and think they're going to get clients. And yes, they can if they know what to do. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with going out to businesses and doing lunch and learns. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going to speak to 20 people every single day. There's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing wrong with doing joint ventures with other businesses that are similar to yours and teaming up with them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with speaking to your existing clients and asking for referrals. That's traditional market. I don't think it's dead. I just think people are being lazy. <laughs> very true. Very true. So moving on. So what are your top tips for um, business owners who want to create a system for getting and keeping clients? Oh, okay. So first thing is do digital marketing. That's like mm-hmm. first and foremost, even though what I've just said, first thing is do digital marketing because a good 60% of your clients, new clients, um, uh, or people on trials or whatever you want, however your business model is, is going to come from digital marketing. The second thing you need to do is make sure, ensure that you are doing some kind of referral system to get clients as well. Um, so, or And then the third thing would be upselling those clients. So if you walk, in, walk into McDonald's right now and you say, I want a burger and fries, they're the first thing they're going to say is either do you want fries with that if you haven't asked for fries or they'll Mm -hmm. say do you want to go large that's their upsell so every client that they upsell they make an additional i think it's like 50p or 60p but across the world they do that literally billions of times and that's not even like exaggeration it's that's how often they do it so if you if you times 50p by a billion that's how much money they make just from an upsell so if you're not upselling your clients you're losing out on a lot of money. That's so true. But then on the flip side, is like retaining customers is harder. There's no point filling a bath if it's full of holes. So mm-hmm. what you have to do is make sure you have to plug the holes. So you've got to look at reasons why clients are leaving or not staying with you or, or not upselling or whatever it is. And the minute you find out the reasons, like for me, um, retention is more important than, than getting, a cl- getting a new customer because it's, doesn't cost you as much to acquire a new customer it costs a lot of money you've got your marketing then you've got your time Mm -hmm. then you've got your your stress of it as well right but then when you're talking about retaining a client it can be just a phone call an email a text message a smile more enthusiasm like it, it doesn't cost a lot to retain a client tackle a problem that they've got like get on the phone with them and just like get get on the phone like stop texting people, stop emailing, get on the phone with them. And I say this to my trainers that if, if we know somebody hasn't turned up for two or three weeks, we know that they could potentially drop off. And if that's what the client wants, that's what the client wants. And there's probably some of my clients listening to this now. And it's the first thing I say to people is like, I know what it's like to, to miss workouts and I feel guilty and I feel crap. And the, I don't look forward to going in and working out. Like my trainer's jobs is to make my clients feel okay to go and work out. And it's not going to be as bad as it as bad as it is because it's always worse than you think it's actually going to be. Right? Like <laughs> yes, you've just definitely. been ill, you've gone and done your first workout. I can guarantee you thought, oh my god, I don't want to do this, but you did it and you felt great. Definitely, so definitely. That is like knowing knowing when people are going to leave or knowing the markers of when people are going to leave is the most important thing in any business. More, almost more important than than marketing. But so it's overlooked so much. Like really is. Um, and I think, I think it's a shame. Like you've got to remember a bathtub and if it was, there's no point pouring water in it if there's, there's holes in the bath. So true. 
Oh gosh, yeah. You share, I, I love what um everything that you're saying today. It's amazing. You, you're giving me a lot of food for thought, as in things that I can implement in my own business. So um, yeah, that's brilliant. So um, next set of questions is going to be well, not really questions. Uh, fill in the blank statements. Oh no. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, quick, short answers. Um, the first one would be is if I won the lottery, I would. I would invest every single penny back into more businesses, and um, yeah, because we because with my businesses I do I do actually a lot um, of charity work and stuff like that. So the first thing I would say is, well, I want to give more to charity. Um, mm-hmm. But in order to that, I would multiply that. Let's say it was a million. If I made if I if I had a million pounds from the lottery, then I would take that money, reinvest it into business, make more profits, and give more to charity from there. Oh wow, that's amazing! I, I, my, I think I'll go on a holiday first. <laughs> no, well, I mean, yes, I'd be tempted, but that's the holidays are dangerous for me. If I go on holiday, Tony hates me for it. I, I will sit literally with a laptop on holiday because the minute I relax, if you give me two days to relax, I'll go crazy, and I'll literally, <laughs> I literally, the hustle will take over, and I'll just literally be just like, ideas will, you know what it's like, ideas start flowing. Yeah. And you're just like, you can't stop being creative because you're not stressed. You're not in panic mode. And that's when all the good stuff comes. And that's where all the juicy bits comes. So, like, mm. you, you switch off. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, you can go on holiday. And then I'd, I'd find out the 10 businesses that I'd open. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd go on holiday. But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be as bad as to have a laptop with me. I would just have a notebook. Yep. <laughs> and I'd, I'd write. Yep. Because you do get that time. I mean, um, there was one time I was in hospital. And um, it was one of the best times of my life so I had three weeks in hospital and I said to my friends bring me my Tony Robbins book and, and a notebook yep. and all I did is plan yep. and write and then sleep when I realized I was ill I was like oh yeah better sleep that <laughs> but I'd plan and I'd write and, I'd, and it was a it was an amazing time yeah. because I just had that freedom of time where other people were bringing me food and I didn't have to tidy a house and stuff yeah and all it is <laughs> strategy you think about strategy and that's it exactly exactly right so if you were stranded on an island what are the three items that you'll take with you um i'm on my own yes <laughs> i'd probably take a picture of my family um take some food <laughs> and some uh some water that's pretty and see how long it's gonna last <laughs> uh, that, to be honest, I have no idea. I've tried to think about stuff like that. I, I thought you were going to say your laptop, but then I thought there'd be no Wi-Fi. There'd be no Wi-Fi, and that would just make me more stressed. So, exactly. To be honest, no, I'll change my answers. I'll probably take a, I'd probably take some kind of fishing net. I'd probably take some kind of blade and something to make fire with. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Then you can always have food. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I am most grateful for. Uh. My family. Yeah. My, my family and my girlfriend, without a doubt. Lovely. Excellent. The best business advice I have ever received is? Oh, good one. Something that we've not talked about. Um, follow the path to least resistance. Ooh. So normally that can be following your passion um, because whenever you're working with your passion, it's so much easier. Uh, because when, when, when things do really get tough and with entrepreneurship, it does get tough. Um, if if it's your passion that you're doing, you will do whatever it takes to keep that passion alive. Mm-hmm. So that that okay. yeah that that would be it. Excellent. And last but not least, I am kick-ass because uh, I'm unstoppable. Oh, yay! <laughs> I love that. That's that's nice and simple. I love it. And I love I love the motivation you you have. I love that your you know your number one value seems to be your family and how that's so important and that's really kept you motivated and and focused on on your goals. Yep. I think it's amazing how giving back to charity is, is a big thing and also helping people with whether that's been your you know your sister with a job looking to buy your mum a home and also giving employment to people in the day and age where it's not that easy to go out and get jobs yeah so I think um yeah you're definitely kick-ass you're amazing um for people that are listening today what's the best way for people to find out more about you and get in touch with you and maybe even um join one of your gyms uh if you want to join a gym you need to call my sister <laughs> um <laughs> uh, basically just google fit body bootcamp birmingham and it'll come up uh either either location will be there um, so if you want to do that, that's fine. I'll, I'll happily give like a, we don't normally do free trials. 
um, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But we'll give like a, a two-week free trial to anyone that wants to come down, um, including yourself. If you want to come down, you can come and try a workout. Um, oh, might do. And, and try it. Uh, if you want to kind of like add me on Facebook, that is, to be honest, my life is Facebook. Facebook is life. Um, so just add me on Facebook. It's Ollie Reynolds. Um, I'm sure you'll put a link somewhere for it. So just add me on Facebook. Um, and you'll probably see me at like maybe one of the talk events, hopefully. Yes, definitely, definitely. We'll schedule that in and get that out because I think um, you definitely from today you've shown that you, the, the, you have plenty to share. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's brilliant. So thank you so much for your time, Ali. You're welcome. And I look forward to seeing you at one of our Kitas talks. Yep, yeah, sweet, awesome. Look forward to it. Thank you very much for your time as well. No problem. Take care, Ali. Cool. Cheers, bye. So I'm assuming you've made it all the way to the end of the podcast and thank you so much for sitting it out. Hope you really enjoyed the information that Ali shared with us. It was fantastic. So do connect with Ali on Facebook and um, yes, um, and then ask him about that the two-week free trial that he recommended and get yourself into the Fit Buddies gym in um, Birmingham or there's also one in Howe's Owen. Also, if you need any help with your digital marketing, Ali's going to do that goal to you guys. So connect with him, Ali Reynolds, and it's O-L-I, that kind of Ali. And um, yeah, have a chat with him and take it from there. I'd also like you to connect with me if we're not already connected. So you can find me on Twitter, at Paula Hemmings. I'm at Paula Hemmings on Instagram. And we're also at Kickass Talks on Twitter. And there's our Facebook page, Kickass Talks, and also our Facebook group where we get into we have a bit more conversations and what have you. If you want to join us at our next meetup, connect with us on meetup.com forward slash Kickass Talks Birmingham. To all just stick it in Google, stick in meetup Kickass Talks Birmingham. We're working on the website, and um, so depends on when you're listening to this, our website may be up and ready. Um, it's going to be kickasstalks.com, but if you're listening to this in January 2016, oh my god, it's February. <laughs> so if you're listening to this in uh, early February, the website won't be up and ready as yet, um, but it's um, work in progress. So yes, do connect with us. Thank you so much, and I'll be back again soon with some more kickass content for you. Take care.